0: Holden's got some fruit loops today. <laughs> and uh it's one
1: of those little mini boxes you can get in like multi-packs. Oh yeah.
0: Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever, but mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Jimmy Youthy, joined by my co-host Holden Sutter. <laughs> I shouted nonsense. (laughs) And we've got a great show for you today, highlighted by our review of Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 4. Let's do it. Buckle up. (laughs) That one movie podcast (laughs) is... Tomp.
1: The toms, 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 the toms. Holding you ready for some toms, Jimmy.
0: Why am I not ready for
1: toms? Okay, (laughs) God,
0: you better be because uh, this will be a very short episode. We've got some time constraints in the studio, and we also have uh, only one subject to talk about this week. Uh, no What a Time to Be Alive, no random segment this week. Just don't have time for it today. Yeah. Got quite a bit of news. Um, so it, We'll let's, make it up for you next so week. So, Holden, you better be ready for some Toms. All right. We all re- we all know the real reason that we haven't had a random segment is because Holden has not made a random, <laughs> random
1: segment yet. I like to think that it's because Game of Thrones is happening and we yeah. just don't have time you know, in the podcast. That, that's what it is. That's what <laughs> we'll go with.
0: Oh, are we recording right now? Oh, whoops. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Toms is a rapid-fire game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Broca, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Let's get started, Holman. Fine. Uh, so, this week, starting off with some a uh, little bit of a, a sad start... Um, we lost the legendary actor Peter Mayhew at the age of 74. Mm-hmm. Mayhew, of course, brought the beloved character of Chewbacca to life in the original Star Wars trilogy, as, it, as well as in Revenge of the Sith and 2015's The Force Awakens. Holden, um, thoughts, first of all?
1: Well, I mean, my, my thoughts go and prayers or whatever you guys do out there <laughs> go out to uh, uh, his family, of course. Uh it's sad that we lost such a talented and legendary actor. Uh yeah, I love me some Chewie, so I'm I'm sad. Favorite Chewbacca moment? Uh Him shooting Kylo Ren's pretty good. <laughs> 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 uh
0: I like it when he when he uh is playing chess and he gets mad maybe. Yeah, that's good too. Or you know what? Force Awakens when the, the he's getting like the ladies like working on him. She's like, You must have been very brave. And he's like <laughs> Um, so yeah. Very sad news. I give uh Peter Mayhew a broca on life, man. He did yeah. a great job. Uh a, he, brought he gets a rare now. super broca. Super broka. <laughs> <laughs> a Thomas brokaw. Oh yeah. Indeed. There you go. Indubitably. Holden, we had some Game of Thrones tonight. However, before we get to the episode, we have some Game of Thrones news. Damn it, I just want to talk about the episode. I know, Holden, we both do. But uh, some prequel news, Holden, because as we know, Game of Thrones. Ah, Star Wars prequels again. God damn it. (laughs) Two weeks from tonight, Holden. Game of Thrones will be over. However, we have prequels on the way. Uh, George R. R. Martin, or I, as I like to say, George R. Are you done with the books yet? <laughs> oh, boom roasted. Ooh. Anyway, that guy, he confirmed that three prequel shows are, quote, moving forward nicely, end wow. quote. Uh, one of them is shooting later this year. Martin refers to that show as quote, the one I am not supposed to call the long night, <laughs> end quote. Uh, the synopsis per HBO is this: uh, the series chronicles the world's descent from the golden age of heroes into its darkest hour, and only one thing is for sure, from the horrifying secrets of Westeros' history to the true origin of the White Walkers, the mysteries of the East to the Starks of legend, it's not the story we think we know. Hold on. Wow. Is this something you'd be interested in, do you think? Well, Takes place thousands of
1: years before Game of Thrones. As you'll see later in the episode, probably I hate we'll, Game of Thrones. <laughs> probably so. we'll have similar weaponry and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I don't, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Of course I am.
0: Yeah, I think this is awesome. Uh, Martin also hinted at uh, that another of the spinoffs will be based on the history of the Targaryens, suggesting that people should buy his new book, Fire and Blood, and come up with their own theories. I think people should buy the Winds of Winter, George. Why don't you write it already? Just kidding. Take your time. A dream don't for spring die. or whatever. D- yeah, that's the one after uh, yeah, Winds skip of Winter. That one. Skip to that one. Just skip to that <laughs> one. Uh, Hold on. Thoughts on a, a spinoff about the Targaryens? Sure. I don't know. I think that could be really cool because they like. There's the talk of like. I don't know how much you know some Game of Thrones lore, but they have like. Valyria is like that utopia that was like destroyed oh yeah whatever and that was like with the targaryens i believe that's that place seems really cool i'd like a show on that i don't know if that's what this is i i don't know too much about all that background stuff in game of thrones but i'm gonna give this two thumbs up brokaw's <laughs> a i want to s-
1: two thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> i want to see uh more dragons so i'm gonna give it one brokaw I'm only giving it one, though, because I hate Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which we will talk about later in this episode. Of course. Holden, speaking of
0: you hating Game of Thrones, (laughs) uh, the the cinnamon toastographer from last week's Game of Thrones episode, The Long Night, responded to to criticism that the episode was too dark, which is something we also said on our podcast. Mm -hmm. Before we consulted the internet, our own independent... Opinions, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um, his quotes were, "I know it wasn't too dark because I shot it," <laughs> and uh, "Game of Thrones is a cinematic show, and therefore you have to watch it like you're at a cinema in a darkened room. If you if you watch a night scene in a brightly lit room, then you won't be able to tell. Then you won't be able to see the image properly. A lot of the problem is that a lot of people don't know how to properly tune their TVs. A lot of people also, unfortunately, watch it on small iPads." Which in no way can do justice to a show like that, anyway. Hey Amen. You know, to be fair, I don't think it was all on him as a cinnamon uh, cinnamon, cinnamon toastographer. toast-ographer. <laughs> <laughs> Some people like to call them cinematographers, but yeah. what do they know? Um, to be fair, I think the the lighting and everything was actually fine. It was like the post
1: post production yeah, color grading. Yeah, I don't. Th- on I him. don't think it was really his fault.
0: Um and. Uh, the also like I there were some people saying it could have been the HBO compression. Mm. Uh, so I watched this on a very nice 4K TV in my base in my parents' basement with uh, like the, all the lights off when, and with my other family members, and we all agreed that, or at least a couple of us agreed that it was too dark. My brother said it, he didn't think it was too dark, mm. but what does he know? You know, yeah.
1: he's stupid. He's not. <laughs> he doesn't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet.
0: Maybe he'll be a guest sometime. Anyway, uh, so, you know, I feel a little bad for him. I mean, they spent so much time making this one Mm -hmm. episode and really giving it their all. So, you know, I feel for the guy. I think it was more the color grading than him. And I don't know why it was so dark, man. Like, Watchers on the Wall is a night battle, and it wasn't that dark. And you could see what was going on. For sure. But, like, I I also understand that they wanted the effect of it and uh like again i i you can have the effect of darkness without you know not being able to see anything that's going on yeah
1: game of thrones has done it in the past very well so it just seemed kind of weird all right so i'm going to give this a Bergeron, i think yeah. somewhere in the middle cuz i, I give feel for the guy but yeah. it's he's not his too fault dark. completely stop stop hating on him yeah give mostly. the guy a break <laughs> hate on him a little bit <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: <laughs> Done with the Game of Thrones news for this week, which is wow. good for you, Holden. Because yeah. as we I have hate Game established, of Thrones. you hate Game of Thrones Also, as much as I hate Marvel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you feel about uh, the Medea
1: movies? Oh, masterpieces! <laughs> well, We're talking. You, you're oh, you're talking about Game of Thrones when really I just want to be hearing Medea news all goddamn day. All right. <laughs>
0: Uh Tyler Perry and Angelina Jolie are going to join Taylor Sheridan's next film Those Who Wish Me Dead. Uh Taylor Sheridan of course is the writer of such films as uh Sicario, Hell or High Water and Wind River. Three banger of yeah, some movies if you ask bangers, me. Man. Um Those Who Wish Me Dead is based on a best-selling novel by Michael Cor- Corita... Cor- Corita, I don't, I don't know, know how to say his name. Uh, it is described as, quote, a hard-boiled chase thriller set against a wildfire in the Montana wilderness. <laughs> it follows a 14-year-old boy <laughs> who witnesses a brutal murder and enters a federal protection program that involves teaching him survival skills. Those come in handy when the two killers come after him, with only a few people standing between them and the boy, including a woman who occupies a lonely fire lookout tower. First of all, this sounds like a Taylor Sheridan film. Yeah, it sounds right up his alley. Say,
1: sounds like Wind River meets Hell or High Water, kind of.
0: A little bit, yeah. And Sicario. Yeah, it's like all in one mix. Yeah, I'm digging it, man.
1: I'm all for it. I I'm think big- Tyler Perry can be a good actor when he's not doing his f- stupid media yeah. movies. Like he's he's done good things. Yeah. I don't know.
0: So, and Angelina Jolie, of course, is a person who exists. Yeah, she.
1: She was, makes movies. She was Lara Croft Tomb Raider one time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Two <laughs> times, actually. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> so she's qualified. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't think I've watched a ton of Angel- Angelina Jolie stuff, actually. Not really me, either. I saw Unbroken, yeah. that movie from a few years ago. That I haven't was seen uh, Mr. R.
1: and R. M- Mrs. Smith.
0: Haven't seen it. I haven't either. So there you go. But, hey, I'm a big fan of Taylor Sheridan. He makes some good movies. Sicario, I have to say, is my favorite. Although, Heller High Water and High is my favorite but That's my second favorite. Wind River is also very good. Yeah, stars good. Hawkeye. It
1: does hawkeye's in <laughs> Scarlet Witch too? Is she in that? Yeah, line? she's the she's the female one.
0: Oh, well there you go. There you have it. I'm gonna give this Broca.
1: Yeah, man, Broca. There we
0: go. Taylor Sheridan, keep it up. Keep good work.
1: Do some good stuff.
0: Holden, I know you hate <laughs> Marvel, but I, I do. you love DC.
1: I do love DC. Yeah uh justice league is my favorite movie
0: yeah it is and you love that racist <laughs> james gunn or whatever he is yeah <laughs> whatever, he appa- whatever he whatever disney apparently said he was <laughs> uh the suicide squad has casted david uh dasmalchian how do you say his? i don't know das I have no idea. as the villain he's the really creepy looking guy from um he's in the dark knight he's in the ant-man movies He's also in um, Prisoners and Blade Runner 2049. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's kind of like a weird-looking guy. He's cre- he's kind of creepy-looking. He's playing Polka Dot Man. Oh, in the yes! Squad. So, obviously, <laughs> this deserves a broke eye. <laughs> yeah. uh, Polka Dot Man, this is not his first on-screen appearance he showed up in none other than the lego batman movie oh that's right uh when they had all but a bunch of those fun villains in it but i'm excited we if go. they're
1: putting polka dot man in the movie that means they're gonna go weird he, with it james and gunn's, so gunn's it going really be, weird that means it. it could be pretty good
0: so i'm gonna give that a broke i will too there you go I'm
1: interested to see polka dot man
0: holden you also hate star wars correct yes i hate star wars uh daisy ridley is going to is starring uh as ophelia in a reimagining er, reimagining of Shakespeare's famous play, Hamlet, the movie is titled Ophelia as well. So she is the star. What do you think?
1: Um, You've never read Hamlet. I've never read Hamlet, so I don't uh, really know. As some I mean, I know it's Su- just The Lion King, like word no, for word. <laughs> so. Don't get me started on that.
0: <laughs> uh, Hamlet is really good. That's probably my favorite of the Shakespearean plays. Well, you're wrong, that Beth I've, is better. It it's not though. Uh, I really liked Hamlet, and it's better than The Lion King. So I'm sorry. I'm gonna give this Broca because I think okay. it's uh I think it's interesting. I like Daisy Ridley. I think uh, Ophelia kind of goes crazy in the play. Right.
1: Spoiler alert. I'm gonna give it a Bergeron because it could be good, but also Ophelia sounds like an STD. So there you go. <laughs> Holden, uh,
0: Chucky. You heard about this guy? This evil doll? Nope uh well we talked about this a little bit uh, a few days ago but chucky murders woody i the love new that child's play poster <laughs> Holden. i think that deserves a broke eye yeah i think, I think that poster is really because funny it's it's great because it's meta because they're both coming out the same on the week. Same, yeah. is it the same week yeah. i was thinking it was even the same day well same day probably okay yeah. um but i just think that's a that's a nice little touch uh mm-hmm. have you seen the trailer from the
1: chucky I saw the first trailer. I think they've come out with a second one. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Anyway, they're kind of the way they're doing it is like
0: it's kind of like a smart home thing. Yeah, it's
1: like a robot instead of like a cursed.
0: Yeah, doll. well, it's a robot, but then it's like connected to like a whole smart home. Oh, thing. okay. If I remember correctly, I, I, I know, saw maybe. the trailer once. It looks pretty interesting. Is it going to be good? I don't know. Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker slash the animated Joker, is. Uh, going to be playing chucky so he's going to be voicing chucky anyway he's not going to be mark hamill <laughs> <laughs> on the stage or on set dressed Actually, in a chucky costume <laughs> uh, although that would be amazing he's probably gonna
1: do his joker voice he probably is
0: i D- like that voice though. that's a cool voice yeah. i'm gonna give this up a broca or the poster sure. a Broca. oh definitely. yeah the poster's definitely broca. um i think I, it makes me more interested in this movie than i oh, that mm-hmm. i would have been all right, Holden. Uh, let's end with a couple bits of Tarantino news, Ooh. shall we? Uh, first, of all, first of all, about the upcoming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a producer confirmed that it is, quote,
1: not a Manson movie. Uh, well, I think I kind of assumed that already. I mean, like, Manson's definitely going to feature in it, but, I mean, yeah, Sharon Tate's in it too, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I kind of assumed it was just going to be like a thing with Manson kind of on the side. Maybe he'll come to the forefront at some point, but it's not really about him. I agree. I think that they kind of
0: talked about that. Um, The producer kind of portrayed uh, Sharon Tate in this, uh, Sharon Tate's character as like someone representing innocence in this film. Okay. Um, And she also said that they uh, were in talks with Sharon Tate's family to make sure her like uh, role in the film like... Was okay with them and they gave them uh, the grace to have her
1: as a character in the movie. That way, it's not like the new movie, The Death of Sharon Tate or whatever. Did you hear about no. that? Starring <laughs> Hilary Duff as Sharon Tate. Ooh. It's really bad, apparently. Ooh. Also, did you, I, I didn't realize, apparently the guy who's playing Charles Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is also playing Manson in Mindhunter season two. I did not know that. That's interesting. Well, there you go. So there you go. Hopefully, he's good. Yeah.
0: Um, the producer also went on to say, quote, "...what I love about this movie is that it's so singularly told because it's Quentin Tarantino turning his eye on his hometown." Nobody else could have made this film. This is Quentin's most personal film. This Ooh. is his memories of growing up in Los Angeles and being a fan
1: of Hollywood. Is he going to remember lots of people get blown to shreds just by guns? <laughs> is that part of his memories? I hope so. <laughs> uh, I think that is interesting. Most personal
0: film for Quentin Tarantino.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, that could, I could make guy. it interesting. I don't know.
1: I don't. I really don't know what to expect with this movie, other yeah. than greatness. Greatness, of course. Unless you hate
0: Quentin Tarantino, then you'll then probably hate Quit this movie listening too. to this podcast. We don't <laughs> get want out you. Here. Get out of here. We don't want you to listen. Uh, so I'm gonna give that a Bergeron because uh, it not being about the Manson murders. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Bergeron. I don't, yeah, I Bergeron. don't really care. Um, So, Holden, second bit of news. Remember a couple years ago when the rumors were circulating that Tarantino was going to work with J.J. Abrams and his company Bad Robot to make a Star Trek movie? Yes. Well... Tarantino suggested that it could still happen in an interview with Slash Film. He stated, It's a very big possibility. I have, I haven't been dealing with those guys for a while because I've been making my movie. But we've talked about a story and a script. The script has been written, and when I emerge my head like Puxatani Phil, of course, the uh um we know who pucks phil is okay okay <laughs> okay fine the groundhog on yeah we get it. that's ama- like that's just an american thing though right hold Wrong on man. we have an international audience all right okay. fair enough fair enough
1: the, th- the groundhog for groundhog Day. shout out there
0: to you international listeners yeah. by the way we very much appreciate it uh anyway post once upon a time in hollywood will pick up talking about it again holden quentin tarantino star trek movie you want it to happen yeah absolutely absolutely here's i think a, that could be so cool i do too here here you go though here's another question i'm gonna have this would be quentin tarantino's 10th directorial film
1: i think it would be i don't think he'd count it i so that's good i
0: don't think so either but if this was his last film would you still want it to be this
1: movie uh it depends See, on what that, it's shape up to be i that, don't know yeah that kind of changes it doesn't that, it i mean if it's his film if it's his like star trek film maybe which certainly it would have to be right? yeah he'd have he has to have a lot of creative control over this if he's gonna i would do think it. so like do you think jj J. abrams will give him that yes i do too so there you go
0: i'm gonna give it a brokaw i'm gonna give it a brokaw as well
1: there we go. Hold I, on.
0: Anything else you want to add? Yes,
1: I have some news that you didn't cover. All right. So the first thing, to, as of today, Avengers Endgame has become the second highest-grossing movie of all time. There you go. And that's a week and a half into its. That's insane. <laughs> it has surpassed Titanic. It's at like 2.2 billion dollars right so now. So it's just Avatar. Avatar's at 2.7 and a half billion. That's So going it's still down, got. Right? It's still
0: probably.
1: You would think so. I hope so.
0: It is a three-hour movie. Which mm-hmm. might
1: keep people from coming back. Yeah. But... I mean, Avatar is also, like, close to three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> Why are and they making four more of those? I don't know. Whatever. And apparently people... Is the first one that? even good?
0: It's, I don't remember. It's fine. It, like, visually, it's very good. seeing it and seeing it, I was like, hmm, that was decent it's, and that was like when we were I was in like fourth grade so I
1: think it's one of those movies that I think the last 30 minutes are really good I think like because that's when all the action happens and that's pretty good but also then, like, does it hold up I, I think kinda, so I think I've kind up.
0: of been seeing like it's on TV every once in a while and I'm like yeah you can tell it's 2008
1: like, it it's not terrible but it's like might have to revisit it before the new one comes better out.
0: better CGI sense. Uh, I also just don't care about those movies.
1: I don't either. Unless the second one's supposed so to would like, be amazing. I'd be very happy to see Endgame surpass
0: Avatar. I would too. Um even though you hate Marvel, of course. Yeah, of
1: course. But you I You hate Avatar even more. I hate Avatar. It's lesser of two evils, really. Um <laughs> the other thing, uh that is not of any consequence and you won't care about, but Jumanji Great. Three has finished filming. Jumanji Three has finished filming. Yeah. Well, are they counting Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle as Jumanji 2? Yeah. Okay. I don't... I, they don't have an official... The only reason I know this is because I watched Jack Black's YouTube channel, and he's been like sent... And
0: started filming or finished filming? It's finished, finished filming. Yeah. I um, thought it was further along than not.
1: I guess not. Maybe... This might have been like a couple weeks ago. I don't know. Okay. But he, he posted some videos onto YouTube, some stuff on the set, like some videos with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and stuff, and he just posted one that... They were at a rap party, so I don't know how recent that was taken or not. But What's your
0: stance on the Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle? I thought
1: it was pretty good. I think it's better than the original. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't remember the original, so I can't comment on that. I was very excited for Juma- Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, didn't quite meet my expectations.
1: I think it surpassed them for me. I think I had the kind of low expectations going mm-hmm. in, though.
0: There you go. There's so, your life lesson. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll give that a card just because, whatever. I'll give it a Bird drone. There you go. Cause I figured didn't care.
0: Whatever. We'll probably review it anyway. Yep. If we're still going. Yeah, maybe not. We might
1: die. Yeah. You never know. All right. Is that it for Tom's today?
0: That would be it for Tom's this week.
1: Wow. I can't re- wait to review Ga- Game of Thrones and eat some fruit Loops.
0: Let's do it. Game of Thrones right now. Of course, spoilers! Whoa. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, don't listen to this. Uh, okay,
1: so uh, yeah, there you get go. Out of and here. go. What are you doing?
0: Go and watch Game of Thrones. Unless hey, you we, like Holden and you hate Game of Thrones. Yeah,
1: yeah, I hate Game of Thrones.
0: Anyway, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones season 8, episode 4, the third to last episode of Game of Thrones ever. Ever. Right until now, so. Until the spinoffs so, <laughs> and prequels. All right, until the spinoffs and prequels, which there will be many. Anyway, it starts now. Last chance, don't listen if you haven't watched Game of Thrones. All right, Holden, Bye. thoughts on the episode. Let's get into it.
1: All right. My thoughts, very good episode. And, it, like, I think part of that is I, like, wasn't expecting much from this episode. I was thinking this episode was going to be a lot of buildup for the next two. Which a lot of it was. Yeah. Most, most of good it was. Build up. Very good buildup. Very um, good buildup. The so my my whole like thought for how these last three episodes is going to be i don't remember if i mentioned on the last podcast but this i figured this one was going to be set up next one is going to be kind of like the climax of the series and then the last one is going to be kind of more like an epilogue maybe finishing up the climax kind of more epilogue
0: yeah so as i mentioned uh, i think last week or a couple weeks ago the director of the i think the third one the third episode Mm -hmm. I think it's David Nutter. If I, I might. David be Nutter, Nutter did this one. He did this one. I want to say he did three and four. I don't know. Uh, anyway, but one of the directors, anyway, said that three, four, and five were very much like the this final season in a nutshell, where three was the first act, which was the White Walkers, four was the second act, and and the fifth episode would be the final like major climax, mm. and then that would kind of imply that the sixth episode would be kind of the epilogue episode. So I think Holden, your idea on that is pretty spot on. Um, I loved this episode as well. It was, it was my favorite episode of the season so far, more so than uh, the long night. Um, Just because that's a
1: good episode. And those of you who say it isn't are wrong. We may
0: or may not have a video about why that was, or why the uh, killing off the night King in that episode was a Good decision, yeah, for the show. Uh, but I'll touch on that maybe a little bit in this video, maybe a little may or this podcast uh but i want to go in depth in that in a video or in a yeah in a youtube video so yes save, save some of that for later holden anything you want to get off your chest anything that really stood out to you throughout this episode or you kind of want to go just chronologically through the episode
1: and talk uh, about what happened no that would be too easy to go chronologically through <laughs> oh, so what i want to talk about is jamie and brianne boning <laughs> <laughs> all right thoughts we're, very good, very good. I thought that was really good. Very, I really liked that. the the scene where they, I well, I was trying to take I, off his shirt. And couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, no, I thought I thought there that whole like development, especially in this episode, but I mean, like throughout the series, I thought it worked really well, and I, I thought it was very interesting. I
0: thought the the um, buildup was great, but then also the end of it where yeah. he leaves. And it's such a great shot when he's sitting there, and the the camera kind of um, it dollies in past him, and he yeah. walks out of the frame. And you hear him leaving, and it, and then his whole like uh, spiel that he gives to Brienne about how he's not a good person. Mm. Yeah, and you're like, Jamie, good. you are a good person. He's like, no, no, it's that addiction to Cersei Lannister. It's okay, Jamie, I get it too. I'm addicted great. To Cersei great. Cersei well. never disappoints. My goodness. Um, Cersei Lannister. Anything else you want to talk about with Brienne and Jamie? And of uh, course, you can't bring up those two without bringing up
1: Tormund, Tormund. Giants Span I writing- think it's good that Tormund didn't actually get with Brienne. Yeah. Like, as, as funny as that is, it's mostly a comic relief type yeah, of thing. It is.
0: Uh, the writing for Tormund has been great. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> him chugging things out of his horn. <laughs> uh, you're struggling to open those Fruit Loops, just like Jamie oh! Lannister was tr- struggling to get his shirt off. Mm, here we go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Fruit Loops. Um, I wish we something I towards loops. the beginning, of the episode. I okay, the first scene with the burning of all the bodies. I thought was a good scene. It's pretty good, yeah. I thought I felt the emotions more in that scene than I actually did in the last episode. For the people who died.
1: Uh Not fair? really me. I
0: don't know. Well, you're just heartless. I was also
1: watching it on a context where there was a cat on my lap, so...
0: Oh, okay. So you blew it. Yeah. Um, I thought the music during that scene was really good. Mm-hmm. So Raymond Jawadi. He's been outdoing himself this season. They've been, like I noticed the soundtrack uh, quite a bit in this episode. And, of course, last episode, he had the great, uh, great piece the Night King. It is hard to focus when you just have a row of fruit loops in your mouth and you're staring <laughs> at me. Um so I thought that was a great start to the episode. Kinda gave us that emotional closure mm-hmm. and everything. Of course then you had like the the feast afterwards where everything's kinda starts off a little dead. People aren't too excited to be there. Um Gendry gets a big promotion. Yeah. Huh? Gets to be uh Lord of the what is it? Uh
1: I don't remember something. Storm's End. Or something. Storm's End. Yeah, that's it. Nice.
0: Uh, what'd you think of Gendry getting denied by Arya? I, I would have been mad if he didn't. I would have. T- I would have been out of character had she agreed with him. I mean,
1: I feel bad for Gendry and all, but yeah, Arya. That's not Arya's thing, so.
0: No. Um, Arya and the Hound in this episode.
1: I like Arya and the Hound a lot. I do too. I think they're so fun together. I'm glad they're back. I know. Do you think they're dead, Arya and the Hound? Uh, I'm not sure if Arya is, but I think the Hound, the Hound definitely is. Because
0: uh, when they're riding on the horseback, they're like, uh, I'm not planning on coming back, and neither is she.
1: Yeah, I think there is a good chance Arya can die. I don't know. It's really hard for me to tell with certain characters. Arya is one of the ones I can't really predict. Easily.
0: Is she, she going to take out the Lannister, one no. of the Lannisters? Jamie or no. Cersei?
1: I Okay. I was having this conversation with Mariah, my, my girlfriend for context. Um, but she thinks that Arya should kill Cersei, and I was like, no. I think the internet would lose it
0: if Arya killed Cersei.
1: I that's to me, it's I'd be so stupid to have Arya killed the Night King and Cersei. I mean, I get that like Arya has good reason for killing Cersei, obviously. Like most people do, mm-hmm. but I I Jamie should do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like I I mean I'd be okay with other characters doing it too, but I Jamie I think just thematically poetic justice, man. I like like they uh, said uh,
0: Jamie and Cersei entered the world together and they're going to leave the world together. So mm. I think they're those two Lannisters are dead and I think they're dead the next episode. I'd be very surprised if they made it through the next episode.
1: Mm. Yeah, I guess it depends on how the last episode, what the last episode is. We'll just have to see. We'll have to Jamie. see, won't
0: we? Uh, going through the show. Uh, so of course, Daenerys and Jon talking about the status of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody was very excited and interested to hear what they, how they would respond to that. At first, it seemed like they kind of just forgot in the mm-hmm. heat of everything. But as Jon and uh, D- is kissing Daenerys, he kind of pulls away. And he realizes that maybe he should stop. And of course, there's the whole thing like, oh, if we just kept this to ourselves, we could live heavily or live uh, happily ever after. Be great. Uh, everything would work out. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that was there, you're like, this is the turning point when they're never going to be able to live like this again. Like this is over. Yeah. It's that classic sort of Game of Thrones. Like you can see the shift happen. This is not gonna end up with a happy ending. Nope. It's and you can start to see the tragedy unfold. John tells Arya and Sansa
1: the secret. what did you think of that scene? Um that was a pretty good scene. Well I mean Bran was there. What was it Bran said? Se- Bran had a line in this episode, I was just like, Oh my god. Um well, what was it? It was towards the beginning. I'm
0: sure I, I kinda reacted the same It It's probably the same line. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But I do like how he gave John the choice, of whether yeah. he was going to tell him. I did think it was weird
1: that was John was like, "You tell him, Bran." Yeah, I thought that was weird too. Because- also, I hated how Sansa told Tyrion. You did? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> compelling,
0: compelling, <laughs> conversational.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just like ah, that, like. <laughs> I've been liking Sansa a lot as a character, but I I just, I don't know. Did you watch the inside the episode after the episode? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I like it because she, because it sets up for Tyrion to betray Daenerys. And I think that'd be really interesting if that plays out.
1: Well, it works well for the plot, but I think like for her character, I'm just like, oh, "Oh, she totally
0: would do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it totally fits her character, man. Because she's thinking ahead. She's like, "I do not trust this Daenerys lady." Um, I love Sam's line, and I think it was the first episode when he's like, "Hey, man, you gave up your throne for the good of your people. Would she give up her throne for the good of the the mm-hmm. realm?" And boy, that's a hard. You know, John doesn't have an answer for that, and it it's looking more like no, she won't. And Sansa realizes that, and she's like, "John should be the king. It's the whole sorcerer's stone sort of thing, where it's like the best person to have power is the person who doesn't want it.
1: Or the philosopher's stone. The philosopher's
0: stone for our listeners in the UK. Thank yeah. you once again for listening. Um, So I I liked it. I think it just, the whole political drama, it makes this the end of the season really, I don't know exactly where it's going to go. Mm -hmm. Which gets me excited, Um, and just I'm so pumped for the next couple episodes, man. I think if they, they, I'm really hoping they stick the landing, man, because I love this season so far. Love this episode. Um, Yeah, man. Mediocre. Do you think Tyrion's gonna betray Daenerys? Um.
1: Yeah, or
0: do well? Um, It's pretty clear that Um. Varys is yeah. Varys is
1: going to. Varys is gonna f- die because of it too.
0: Um, I wonder if Tyrion rats out din- Varys and Daenerys, dragons him.
1: I don't think he will. That would seem out of character to, for me or for him. I think. I don't know. Well,
0: it because it sounds like Varys is gonna ki- has a plot to kill her. Yeah. I mean, to I don't know. I.
1: The only way to I don't think his I don't think his plot is to kill her is gonna succeed. But I don't think. I, th- I don't think it's going to be because Tyrion rats him out. I don't know. I don't know. That we'll see. weird to me. Like,
0: yeah. We'll see. Once again, I, I loved everything they set up in this episode, man. Mm-hmm. Like, just all of it was great. The, the whole dialogue between... Between Tyrion one, and Varys, the one dragon f-ing dying. Yeah, man, we'll get we can get to that right now. So they're yeah. flying. I kind of thought something was gonna happen when, like, first off, when they're like, "Oh, we'll go to De- Dragonstone," and I'm like, "Well, that that seems kind of a little obvious." I mean, like, I'm like, just like as a place of refuge, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a pretty well fortified place, so it makes sense to go there. But um, I thought you know this could leave them a little vulnerable. And so when she started flying i like and the the epic music started going I was like I this, this is going to seem out of place if this is just like a nice little moment where she's flying her dragons and then sure enough <laughs> Raekil just gets obliterated yeah. by the scorpion <laughs> he gets shot in the Jesus <laughs> He gets shot 3 times? Yeah. 4 times? Yeah, he did not he did not uh, fare very well in this episode. No. But, and that all happened very quickly that's last... a really
1: real pain in the neck you know what I'm <laughs> Ooh.
0: <laughs> Ooh, the last 30 minutes of this episode were a twist mm-hmm. and um, yeah you have Euron with just a ton of a ton of those um, scorpion, scorpions scorpion uh, arrow launcher things mm-hmm. which boy Daenerys that like just completely takes her dragons out of the equation like she cannot do anything she, she's I, uh, lucky she wasn't hosed when she uh, started flying
1: towards the fleet. I was a little surprised that the whole fleet got taken out. You were? Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like, when he started destroying all the boats, I was like, okay. Well, some of the boats are going to get f- destroyed, but I don't know. I figured somehow some of them would get away. But no, they just all f- got destroyed. And then a bunch of people probably died, but then they all washed up on shore.
0: And that brings me to something I'm sure people are going to complain about. Where it's like, well, Euron destroyed all the ships. Why didn't he go sail over there and wipe them all out? You know, I'm sure people are
1: going to say that. Yeah. People just need to shut up, all right? <laughs> you know um, what? This show is no Big Bang Theory. It's not perfect. So, <laughs> like, it's not going to have flawless writing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then missande has
0: gone. And it just kind of cuts away. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. They just kill off Masande off screen. No.
1: But no. They killed her on screen. (laughs) We'll get
0: there. We'll get there. Um, So then shows her in captivity. And I'm like, oh, man, that's interesting for the next episode. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Um, It keeps going on. We have that scene in the Winterfell courtyard when Sansa is talking to Brienne. Yeah and Jamie's like he knows something's up he's like what well, what happened and Sansa's just like hey look your woman just destroyed all of our stuff and I can't wait to see her just die mm-hmm. um, to which Jamie's like hey man I gotta get I gotta get out of dodge I gotta... <sighs> gotta go kill her he's gonna kill her isn't he yeah Yeah. That's. I think he yeah. has to yeah If he doesn't, so many people are going to be so outraged. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that'll be a bigger deal than Jon Snow not killing the Night King. Uh, So that was a good scene. And am I I forgetting anything else before we get to the standoff between Cersei and Um, everybody else? Any other big scenes that we haven't mentioned so far?
1: No. I don't think so.
0: Anyway. No. We just, we just, Holden literally just finished watching it like less than an hour ago. Yeah. I watched about, I I was watching it right away, so it's been a little bit, but I haven't looked back on it at
1: all. It's just hey off man, the top this of my head. standoff scene, I really lost my head. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it was uh, crazy.
0: What did you think of this
1: standoff? Um, Pretty good. I mean, I was kind of like, there's not really very many people on Daenerys' side. No. So that's one thing. When they were like
0: they at the, when they were in the uh kinda of like the Winterfell war room area with the like all the figures to represent the soldiers and whatnot, they're like, Well, it's pretty even now. Like we lost half I'm like, You didn't lose no. more than half your men and like it looked like nobody was left. Yeah, so like I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised at how many people were still left. But um Cersei totally has the advantage so like this is 50 50 i'm like No, man, Cersei's got the golden company. She's on it's her home court She's got on It was just crazy. Mm-hmm. He's willing to do anything, um, and he, she's, she's got a just a pirate. million different scorpions. She's oh, I love Cersei. Brilliant. I'm just gonna bring all the civilians into the Red Keep, so you can't just fly in with your dragon and take everything out unless I done it Daenerys anywhere.
1: does. Unless she does. I think she. I think that was like a chance she could. I and mean, we've talked about this. And that would be There's the turning a, point. And,
0: and we're talking when we talked about this Daenerys very well could be the main antagonist of the show by the end
1: in Cersei dies next episode last episode Daenerys, yeah, yeah, Daenerys. it's like uh, for those of you Hunger Games fans out there you know when uh, they kill uh, Donald Sutherland and then Julianne Moore <laughs> becomes the main bad guy yeah it's just like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> President Coin. Yeah.
1: Spoilers for the Hunger Games. Movies. She gets shot in the heart with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. We, we can spoil that, yeah. right? Yeah. You haven't seen it by that now. You don't care. It's like <laughs> Endgame. <laughs> no, it's not like Endgame. Uh, anyway, uh, what was I going to talk about?
0: Cersei. Cer- oh, another thing. Cersei is totally manipulating Euron too. Clay, oh yeah! You, she told him that it was her uh, child. You mean his his child? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is her child. It is her child. <laughs> <laughs> she,
1: <laughs>
0: I am someone else's child. That's not mine. Um. Anyway, she. kills Cersei when he figures out flying. she's lying. Oh, he's so pissed. But I love how she's just totally using him. And she she is totally gonna let Euron eat it in the next episode too. She's gonna have she does the opportunity to. Not care to, about Euron. No, she does not at <laughs> all, and I love it. She's totally using him. Oh man, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I love it, man. Cersei Lannister, MVP of the series. What can I Real say? Real questionist.
1: She, do you think we're gonna get Clegane Bowl next? Oh, episode? we are <laughs> certainly getting Cleganebowl. <laughs> yes,
0: when he's like, "I've got unfinished business." Yeah, you know and he's like, talking
1: about the Mountain Man, Bowl, man. He's been with, he's Bowl.
0: been watching some History Channel, some Mountain Men. Yeah, I like it. Uh, already man. Um, anyway, back your to, bets? back to that last standoff. We have Tyrion coming up talking to Kyburn. Yeah, I love Kyburn too. He's awesome so Qyburn. he's so. He's like when you rewatch the series though he's actually like this you can sympathize with him because he's like the only person who like sees the humanity in Cersei and actually like cares about Cersei especially when Cersei's like at her lowest point in season 5 he's like the
1: only he's like the only non like just <laughs> douchebag of a guy um to Cersei after that that's funny I made the I made a comment when you like stepped out of the gates uh to the people I was watching it with I'm like here comes Kyburn freaking high sparrow looking at us <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing this big cloak he's old I love Kyberne man <laughs>
0: he's so he's so weird and stuff yeah. he's I love Cersei man team Lannister for the win um so I love how Tyrion just <laughs> walks past him after a while it's yeah just like this is tied. not going this is not going anywhere <laughs> did you think Tyrion was gonna eat it here
1: no I did not no i
0: was I was thinking seventy percent no I would have been upset had he died right here um because that, like what would have been the point you know like just Just to show how evil Cersei is yeah, just villainous.
1: Well, if they would killed Tyrion, that would have, like, started the fight, and I knew they weren't going to start the fight this episode, so it wouldn't have made sense.
0: Um, Also, people are going to complain about this, too. They're like, well, why didn't they just kill Tyrion? Like, what's the point in letting him live? I think Cersei knows that Tyrion is a Lannister, man, and she's using that. She knows there's a little bit in Tyrion. That uh, that he could turn against Daenerys, uh, for the advantage of the Lannister family name. Uh, uh, I'm Lannister. not sure it's
1: going to get that far. I'm not. Sh- I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure I buy that.
0: Uh, you think Tyrion's just going to let his family die, especially if Jaime's there with Cersei? I think so. You think Tyrion would let Jaime and Cersei die?
1: Yeah. I, I do I do not think so. Like, no, I mean I obviously he's not gonna be happy if Jamie bites it. He's gonna let Cersei die. And I I mean, if Jamie dies in the process, it's what happens. I do he's not, not gonna, I do not, not gonna think gonna he cares enough not, about either of them.
0: Oh, he's Jamie is his best friend.
1: Yeah. But like
0: he's not gonna let he maybe Cersei, and he would still feel bad about it if it was Cersei. He would. And especially because she's pregnant or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he would not let Daenerys kill Jamie.
1: Oh, well yeah. I don't yeah. You're right about that. I don't think he's gonna turn against I, I don't think he's gonna like side with the Lannisters like with Cersei. No, but what
0: I what what I'm trying to say is I think there's gonna be a scene in the next episode where Jamie and Cersei are going to be together and they are gonna be in direct peril. Uh, to Daenerys Daenerys is going to have the opportunity to take them out and I do not think Tyrion is just going to stand there and let it happen because Uh. he is a Lannister and that is going to push him over Mm -hmm. the edge to betray Daenerys and I think Cersei knows that deep down she has that little thing where she could use that and that's why she thinks she can still use Tyrion um, and manipulate him in some way
1: I mean, I don't think it's going to get to that point. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I... Well, what do
0: you know? Then? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not sure well, i buy that. hey, I su- I successfully predicted the episode name last week, The Long Night, so...
1: Yeah, what do you think it is this week?
0: I think it's Drakaris. I think it is Melisandre's last words. Not really, that's stupid. Melisandre. I said Melisandre's, not Missandei's last words. They're word. pretty much the same. Dude. Pretty much the same. She was probably the Same character, early. too. <laughs> um... Masande man did not think she was gonna eat it coming into this episode. Yeah. I thought she was like one of the locks for surviving this season. Nope. no, no. <laughs> And she dead. got beheaded. I thought she was Cersei was just gonna push her.
1: Yeah, I thought she was gonna push her too. Like I, I, I was I no, was waiting man. for that to happen. The mountain just came
0: back. Great shot too, where she's looking and the mountain just kind of steps in behind. Very reminiscent, of course, of Ned Stark and Grey Worm man. I thought he was dead, and nope. Gray Worm's still alive. Masande ate it. Gray Worm's going to lose it.
1: what Did, did we predict Masande was going to live? Yeah, I I I'm sure we both did. Probably. Yeah. Well, we lost that one. We <laughs>
0: lost that one. And Gray Worm, I would think, is going to die this so, next yeah. set. I, I would think, think so. Gonna die. Doing something. Probably. <laughs> probably not doing nothing. We're <laughs> yeah, Do, probably... not doing anything.
1: Whatever. Maybe he'll kill Cersei.
0: well you may uh do you think i here's my thing i think Arya might kill the mountain i think uh the hound might lose or might be dying and you know the mountain's about to kill him and then Arya gets him
1: could be and
0: then and then the hound also just bleeds to death there
1: Yeah. yeah i don't i just like as much as I love Arya, I just don't want to give her, like, all of these... I, don't, so, I feel like other people deserve to get these mm-hmm. kills. I mean, I'm okay. I'm not one to, like, be upset with Arya killing the Night King. I think that's okay. But... I don't the thing
0: know. is, she hasn't really used her faceless abilities other than Walder Frey. So, yeah. I don't know. But I don't think she'd necessarily need Maybe that kill. she to should
1: kill, kill or something.
0: That might be a thing. She could kill Kyburn. Yeah. Or uh, anybody else on our list that's still alive? Other than, like, the Hound? I don't know. I don't remember what
1: our official list was.
0: Well, we'll find out. Anyway, uh, any other concluding things to say about this episode? Of course, next episode, we're going to get some sort of Battle of King's Landing. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I have been waiting for my entire life. King's <laughs> Landing, my favorite location. I just am so pumped about these uh, remaining episodes. I love the direction of this season. I, I'll uh, never
1: be hyped for anything until Justice League 2 comes out, but this is probably <laughs> pretty will be close. Never. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. So here's a little... I kind of alluded to it when I first started talking. I kind to I got alluded to it when we first started talking about Game of Thrones Uh, for this episode. Um, Why I think killing the Night King was actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. Some people's argument was that, okay, literally the first scene of Game of Thrones is the White Walkers. Yeah. And the whole point of the show and the whole theme of the show is to show that um, all this uh, political stuff, all this infighting, is completely worthless and that humanity needs to um, kind of band together and fight the real problem, the real issue. sure and that all this kind of infighting doesn't matter or whatever, which I can understand that's a pretty legitimate interpretation of the show. Um, however, I think people attacking D and D for writing this last season the way they have has been unfair. And Because they've been saying, well, George would never do this or whatever mm. and all that. And, and besides getting into George probably, you know, being one of the dis- people deciding that the White Walkers should be dead, you know, earlier on in the season. Beyond that, George has said that the most compelling story is the human heart in conflict with itself. Yeah. And frankly, that doesn't really apply with the White Walkers. No, no, no. He also has stated that having good versus evil is just a trope that is not really interesting anymore. Like it worked when Tolkien did it with the Lord of the Rings and whatever. Cause that was back in the day when, yeah. you know, in the escapist thing, but we've seen that story a million times now. And so to have the white walkers either a, they're evil which was the show's interpretation mm-hmm. and then it's like well you build up and it's good versus evil and you either have good win which would be kind of predictable whatever or you have evil win and it's like well, kinda you just kind of did that for the shock value of yeah it. um so it's kind of to me that's anticlimactic um some people may disagree you're entitled to that opinion i disagree <laughs> <laughs> of course you do olden um but anyway, so I think it's way more interesting to see this because right now, instead of having everybody band up to fight the White Walkers and that's how the show ends, mm-hmm. we have all this stuff where it's is John, are John and Daenerys, they're probably you know they're bound to fall apart. Oh, yeah. How is that going to end? The heartbreak of it—it's going to be a tragic thing when one of them inevitably has to kill the other. Yeah, and I would imagine John's going to kill Danny. Maybe. We'll see. Um, You have that. You have Tyrion. Does he betray Daenerys? Does he not? All this stuff. You have, you know, Cersei's still in the mix. What does she do? She's pregnant. She's using people. You have Jaime. He's got that. You have Bronn. You have this. Um, It's just that you have all this character. uh, Like, it's just so much more interesting when they're all at odds against each other. And there are good sides and there are bad sides. But there's no, like perfect side really to root for i mean i guess Jon snow's side but
1: yeah he's probably the most righteous
0: the most righteous of the people right now righteous
1: righteous
0: but to me that like because now it's like where are these last two episodes gonna go no idea whereas the last one was like the uh long night episode was like well they're either gonna win and the white walkers are done Mm -hmm. or they're gonna lose and they're just gonna retreat and then they'll find a way to win or they'll just lose, and that's how the show ends. Yeah, um, not that that would be not entertaining, but I think uh, Game of Thrones, at its core, is George's notion that th- the most interesting stories are are and the best character moments are when the human heart w- is in conflict with with itself. And I think that is what Game of Thrones is all about. And for plus, sure. you get the political drama and all that. Um, for the people who are disappointed hey man i feel you i think uh i think they built up the white walkers and i think yeah i think they should have probably drawn it over another episode or two um
1: but hey you know what white walkers weren't that cool (laughs) they were okay yeah
0: i mean as someone I'll, i'll admit have i ever been a huge fan of the white walkers no do i think the white walkers are cool yeah i think the white walkers are cool like hardome's awesome yeah like everybody you know like who thinks hard home is not awesome but like i always preferred cersei lannister jamie lannister the real morally ambiguous characters And i know some people are going to be like well the night king's not in the books all that but you know in in a general sense the white work the white walkers are like i said either evil or misunderstood and if they're misunderstood it's kind of like you're open up a whole pandora's box of kind of i feel like that would be the least satisfying ending where they have some sort of weird thing, and you know, Jon Snow marries some White Walker <laughs> queen lady. That's been a theory out there, man. Wow, and he becomes the new Knights King and stuff. Not the Night King, the Knights King.
1: We have There's a, a We have the official episode title <laughs> out, and it is what the last of the Starks. The last of the
0: Starks should have been Drakkaris. <laughs> I was one for two. I was zero for zero because I haven't guest on any of them i think you agreed that it was going to be the long night when i said it maybe
1: so, no i think right. i said battle of winterfell you did i think so holden you did? i'm zero for one use your head, <laughs> <golden>. <laughs> um
0: anything else you want to add to this that was my whole spiel about that i'll probably make a video about it where I, like i said where i'll be more articulate i'll actually write down what i think use better evidence and stuff but
1: no i agree with your thoughts i'm just
0: less opinionated about it all right there you go well and and i think it's a a lot of it's obviously dependent on how well these last two episodes land yeah um but (laughs) so far i love this season this has exceeded my expectations i was very kind of i was worried about season eight
1: but i have been so satisfied Uh, Thus far, I really liked this episode as well. Uh, I'll have to. I'm not. I'm not going to make any conclusive or like any for sure feelings about the season overall until I see the last two episodes. Um, Just because I was kind of like more lukewarm on the first two, and the third episode was good, and this episode was really good. So we'll see. I don't know. I'll make my final verdict once the last episode comes out, Jimmy. I'm not going to be presumptuous (laughs) like you and think this episode's there. This season's awesome. So. I think maybe it'll if just land stick, with a if, thud. If they stick the
0: landing with these last two episodes, it'll be my favorite season, which I would not have thought going in. No. And season 7 is okay in my
1: opinion. Okay. Season 1's the best one, so season 1 is actually pretty good if you rewatch it. I don't know. I've it's. I've watched every episode once. Wait. I've watched Winds of Winter twice. <laughs>
0: Winds of Winter is maybe the best episode. I think it's my favorite episode. I love that. Cersei Lannister. Yeah, oh, I love Cersei, man. I'm like Jamie. Just can't get enough Cersei. Yeah. All right. That'll I'm con- addicted. <clears throat> uh, that'll pretty much conclude our discussion, unless you have anything else to add, Holden? No. All Move right. on. <clears throat> all right. That concludes this week's episode of... Wait. No, it doesn't. Just kidding. We have What Are You Doing? still left, right? Yeah. I know how this podcast works. We've been doing this for three months. Holden, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, let's see. I uh, just really wanted to quit talking to you. <laughs> That's all. <awesome. laughs>
1: I get it. Um. So yesterday... I didn't have a lot of things to do all day. So I watched the classic 90s movie, Dazed and Confused, starring a young Matthew McConaughey. Actually starring a lot of young people. Is it good? Good or bad? That's pretty good. We're running out of time. Yeah. Uh, It was pretty good. Uh, It's... Have you seen american graffiti no i haven't yet okay george it, lucas george lucas it's like, i had seen american graffiti a few months ago it's literally american graffiti but in the 70s like it was weird there's a lot of comparisons between the two they're obviously both teen movies but they're kind of weird teen movies but they're they're just structure and plot are very similar but it was cool um and i started wa- i watched the entire first season of, of the tick on amazon prime it's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> Why don't you just come up with a random segment already, Olin? <laughs> Why?
1: <laughs> you clearly have the time.
0: All right. Yeah. There There's my rant for that for one week. Hey, um,
1: see, hey it's not that long. <laughs> I didn't, it's not that much time. <laughs> all right.
0: Uh, okay. I watched Something Significant. I finally crossed this one off my watch list. I watched Pan's Labyrinth this last week. I don't uh, care. Guillermo del Toro. Have you seen it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. That's pretty good thought
0: there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of like tree transitions in it where the camera goes, you know, pans across the screen, passes pans? pans across the screen. Um, and then it cuts, you know, it does that fancy transition thing, but it happens like literally like 15 times throughout the movie. I think it's a distracting. That
1: movie's I I want to watch it again. I like it the more I think about it. It's one of those movies I like it the more I think about it cuz initially when I watched it I was like, yeah, it's good. But then, like in time since, I've thought about it more. I'm like,
0: it's I think it's good. good. I think it's well done. Will it ever be one of my favorite movies? No. Sorry, Guillermo del Toro. All right. Anything else to add? Or... Uh, no. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening to that one movie podcast. Of course, that was a nice sound to listen to. I'm sure. Yeah, it's probably uh, sounds really good um so yeah we reviewed the last of the starks as i successfully predicted the title nope definitely did not <laughs> shut up um and so if you want to talk to us at all give us feedback ask us questions send an email to uh podcast at gmail.com t-o-m-p podcast at gmail.com tweet at us at tom podcast on twitter Go like our Facebook page. Post stuff there. Like the
1: Facebook page.
0: Like the Facebook page. Write stuff on it. I don't care. Uh, of course, we have our YouTube as well, which we're starting to become more active with. No. Nope. And we will become more active with. No. Nope. very the lethargic. Summer. Very lethargic. Well, half of us are. No. So, <laughs> um, so, And we'll be getting more into that as the summer comes in and we have more yeah. time. Um, so ready make sure. Get
1: exclusive content.
0: Go folks. there. Subscribe. Of course, there's a Patreon that we have. Uh, if you want to support us, we'd greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we And we appreciate you listening. And we also appreciate money. We do. <laughs> we're frankly we're only in this for the money. Yeah. And currently like, we're just
1: losing a lot of it. <laughs> uh, we really don't care about you guys. Just, <laughs> we only care about your money and your views. Alright, so. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> once again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week when we have Detective Pikachu. Yeah, detec- I'm excited. And uh, the next Game of Thrones episode. I don't care about that. <laughs> because <laughs> Give me you detective hate Game, Game of yeah, ones, yeah but so of I love Pokemon so alright thanks for listening we'll see you next week
1: bye I love you